0: Living in Harmony is possible if you know your emotions and how to handle them. In this podcast, Dr. Carmen Román will share with you, in an engaging way, the current psychology by sharing herself or interviewing experts who will inspire you. Learn how to live a life of fullness and how to recover your emotional harmony with Dr. Román. Welcome to Emotions in Harmony. Hello, my wonderful listeners. This is one more week of interviews. This is one more week of wonderful knowledge. I am really enjoying myself, and I hope that you start enjoying these interviews. This week, I am interviewing Dr. Steve, who is my sensei in Aikido, and is also a wonderful therapist. I will say no more. And here is Dr. Steve. Enjoy it. Hello, we are here with Dr. Stephen Curley. Um, I met Dr. Stephen Curley in the most wonderful way. I met him because he's my sensei in Aikido. (laughs) Uh, I have been practicing Aikido for, or I practiced before, for five years. And he has 17 years or more. 19 now. 19 years practicing Aikido. Wow. So, of course, I learned a lot from him. And um, I want to... um, share with you guys this interview because he is one of the most wonderful persons that I know that combine Aikido and psychology and I love that and hopefully you get one day to experience a session with him Um, but for now at least you will experience this interview
1: Thank you Dr. Roman
0: Well um, tell us um, a little bit about yourself
1: i'm a licensed psychologist uh as you said i've been studying aikido for 19 years and been teaching for the last nine um i aikido for you as you don't know is a uh, japanese martial art that's also known as the way of harmony or the art of peace and it really focuses on connection and blending and um developing compassion uh and Mm -hmm. it is a very it's a spiritual path as well as a uh an actual martial art. So I love that combination. Yes.
0: Nice. So um, do you have any quote? Did you prepare any quote for us? I had two. Okay.
1: And one I heard from a talk um, from Jack Kornfield, who is a, a psychologist mm-hmm. and a Buddhist teacher. Uh, and he was talking, it's from Tibetan Buddhism and it's emotions are the weather of the soul. And the other one is from Mark Twain, which is when angry count to 10, When very angry, swear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now that you care to elaborate
1: this. (laughs) quote, Uh, I like the emotions of the weather, the soul, Mm -hmm. in that it, you know, our emotions are a lot like the weather. Sometimes it's sunny. Sometimes it's raining. It's always changing. And it's, in some ways, it's not personal. It's just sort of what's going on with us. And it's, but it's not all of us.
0: We it, like to take personal
1: stuff. We really like to take our emotions personally yeah. and, and a lot of times I think that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets us way too wound up into way too yeah. wrapped up in the small picture and we lose the larger context. Uh-huh. And I think that's when we kind of get off track and, and, um, uh, feel overwhelmed or it's in a very bad mood or, you know, in a funk and it's really, you know, kind of realizing, Hey, this is temporary. Um, I
0: would like not to take personal my sadness sometimes.
1: <laughs> yes. And, it, and that's hard not to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Because it's a very personal mm-hmm. experience, yeah. but in it, the same way we experience it that way, but mm-hmm. it, in the larger context, it's like,
0: uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's good news. Those yeah. are good news.
1: It yes. is good news. It's yeah. very good news. Um, but yeah, the temptation is, is when we're really angry or we're really sad or mm-hmm. depressed. Or anxious we feel. Um very much like this is gonna last forever.
0: It feels that way. Yeah. It
1: feels that way. It isn't that way, but it really okay. feels that way. And that that that's upsetting. Yes. Which brings on more emotions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which really set us to say forever in that
1: Yes. It's easy to kind of get lost in that in our feelings.
0: And what about your other your other thoughts?
1: Um, by the way, it's just that we're human. Yes. And I don't, I don't certainly walk on this earth as some sort of like completely well balanced Buddha all the time. I get angry. I get sad. I get frustrated. And I, I just, it's like, it's, I will do my best with my emotions, but sometimes they're going to get the best of me and, and to take, you know, to be kind to yourself because you're not always going to get this right. And that's okay.
0: Yeah. I think that's my mantra lately. And that's okay yeah compassion is is, very it
1: is big. really big
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean and I think if you can have compassion for yourself you can get more in touch with that larger context mm-hmm. and the emotions don't carry as much power anymore mm-hmm. and you can start seeing other other aspects of your life mm-hmm. um and reconnect with those
0: so uh, tell me how take us to those moments where you find helpful the work you do in relation with healing the emotions
1: yeah, I, I when I when I was thinking about this, I was coming at it from the perspective of sort of like overcoming the fear of mm-hmm. starting this. And one of the things I thought of was like um, just realize that you don't have to do this all at once. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, I really recommend not doing it all at once, mm-hmm. and just realize like just start with what's in front of you. Okay, you know, and you take it one piece at a time, mm-hmm. and you eventually get where you want to be. But, you know, if you really come in at it where like, I got to fix it this week, you know, or, you know, I have a month that, you know, and it's just, it's going to take how long ever it's going to take. So if you can have some patience and just start with smaller chunks of the, the bigger problem, have some success with those smaller chunks. And then you can go on to the next thing. And you, you know, As you go on, you get better and better at dealing with these things and you'll have more and more successes and you can start taking on the more difficult, scary stuff. But just start with right where you are and, and, you know, maybe your first step is just having the courage to go online and look for a therapist or a healer or a meditation class or whatever, you know, and pat yourself on the back for doing that. And then, you know, maybe call one of these and ask and, you know, and just just start moving
0: it's very difficult sometimes to do the step of calling the therapist it is
1: it is and um you know my experience is is they're just people most people who are in this business are in it because they really want to help and they have a lot of experience dealing with people who are scared you know And, and they've had a lot of phone conversations with people who are nervous i'm not sure i want to do this you know, and, and they, you know, they understand. Uh-huh. They're not going to judge you for that. They would expect that. And so, you know, no one's going to bite your head off.
0: I like that, that you're right. We are experts in answering the phone call and 90% of the people is scared.
1: Yeah. I know I was scared when I first yes. went to therapy. It, yeah. it takes guts. It, takes guts. it does. Yeah. So just acknowledge that it takes some guts mm-hmm. and you're not the first person who's done this. Yeah. And it's, you're not, (laughs) your therapist has heard this before (laughs) Yes, and they're not going to be surprised. They're not (laughs) going to judge you. They're going to be, Oh, thank you so much for calling me. Uh How can I help?
0: And you can always finish the phone call. It doesn't work.
1: (laughs) Right. And I found that I am always, it's always easier for me to say yes. Uh When I know I can say no, Yes, that that gives me some freedom. Uh Like, Hey, wait a minute. I can change my mind. If this doesn't feel right, I can say no, and I can call somebody else. If this is really overwhelming, I can take a break from it. Yeah, <laughs> You know, it, it isn't, you know, you're not signing your life away.
0: I heard a sentence today when I was driving. Uh-huh. It was in the Spanish, the sentence on the radio, but it was like, the first step doesn't take you where you want to go, but it takes you away from where you are right now.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah one step away. Yes. And so it just that's my, you know, that was one of the things I was thinking like there's think like a lot of people feel like it has to be the perfect situation or mm-hmm. perfect time or no, first I got to change this about myself before I can do that. And no. Nah, it's just you don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You just have to have the desire to begin, you know. And so you don't don't put unnecessary conditions on yourself. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself the freedom to try it and just try it. And like I said, if, if you don't like it, stop, find somebody else, mm-hmm. do something. You know, it mm-hmm. it's, you know, I actually encourage people to shop around for therapists that like, you know, especially if you've never been in therapy before to like get a sense who that person is, how they work. To, how do you feel with them when you're with them? So you get more information to make a good decision for mm-hmm. yourself.
0: Probably one day we can do another interview about um, how to interview the therapist.
1: That would you know? be a wonderful. That thing. would be a I wonderful. I would, I would like, be happy. What
0: to do, do you ask? Yeah. What credentials they need to have? Yeah. But also, how,
1: how do you how do you feel in your body? Oh, yes. how, how does this uh-huh. sync up with your thinking? How do you mm-hmm. feel emotionally when you're in? Your room? Do you feel safe? Do you know? Yes. Um, I mean, you you're, you're interviewing.
0: Uh-huh. For yeah, someone who's
1: going to help. So, you know,
0: yes, somebody come in me. with
1: some, yeah. with your strength and be yeah. able to ask what, what you want to ask. Yes. And, and be comfortable walking away if it's not,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not for you.
0: So, um, do you have something? I see you have some notes there.
1: The last thing I wanted to say kind of in this, this subject is, is in Aikido, one of the first thing we teach students is how to fall down. And I think that's such a wonderful thing in life. Because we all make mistakes. We all have disappointments. We all screw up. We all fall down. And you can fall down in a way that you just kind of go splat and you get hurt. And it takes forever to get back up and to try things. In keto, we learn how to fall without getting hurt and just kind of pop back up, be ready for what's next. And even as we're falling, we still have... Our center, we're still in balance in a sort of way. We're still in control. And so it's not as scary. It's safer. It's, you know, and it's a good metaphor for life because, you know, it's, you know, how do I fail without feeling miserable about myself, without taking it personally, without doing anything but just, Oh, you know, that happened. Okay. Let's get back up again. Do I need to do something different? Do I just need to try again? You know, and, and just see where you are. Rather than I'm worthless, I can't do this, this isn't working, I'm frustrated, you know, just think, okay, that's part of life. And and I might as well just accept it as part of life. It's not a judgment call on me. It's these things happen. It's an important part of learning and growing.
0: Yes. Um, and actually the more we learn to fall. The um, less scary.
1: The less scary it is, mm-hmm. the maybe the the bigger risks we are more mm-hmm. comfortable taking in the future. The easier it is to kind of tackle those parts of our lives that are scary, because you, you kind of know you have that internal safety net.
0: You know what? Sometimes I see in my clients that when they come from a very deep depression and they got better, they are afraid to fall again. Oh yeah. Into the depression.
1: It's so painful.
0: Mm-hmm
1: to to feel better and then the fall back mm-hmm. down it, and it's so discouraging
0: or oh, anxiety yeah they are afraid to be with yeah. anxiety attack again
1: yeah and I, I have had depression clients that are scared of getting better on one level because mm-hmm. they don't think it'll last yes and it's just too painful to fall back down into it again
0: yeah and they lose the hope quickly
1: yeah and so my experience is good therapists will help you learn how to fall take care of yourself before they start getting into the deeper, scarier stuff, because mm-hmm. I want you to have like some good, solid self-care skills mm-hmm. before you start tackling some of the more mm-hmm. difficult stuff.
0: Um, let me, we are going to move into the common mistake. By listening to you, I was just thinking that some clients um, do everything necessary not to fall. Yes. What What do you think Aikido teach us about that?
1: to me um you know in terms of life skills Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways learning how to fall is more important than learning how to do the techniques and that um i mean both are necessary and both are important but you can't get to the technique part the other part half of it without having the safety of knowing how to fall Mm -hmm. and how to protect yourself so yeah so i i've had um yeah, clients like want to be like the perfect client, and they don't want to make mistakes. They don't want to upset me. They don't want to anything. And um if I notice is someone that isn't isn't really moving because they're mm-hmm. afraid of the consequences, then I just name it and we talk yeah. about it. Yeah, this is what I think might be going on. Is that true? You know, I can talk more about this in the resistance part. But another thing, the Akita was like. When someone's really strongly defended, there's a reason. There and a so reason. maybe I'm not, I'm not going to butt heads with this mm-hmm. right now. I'm never going to butt heads with it, but maybe this isn't where I'm going to start. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a less scary
0: movement or something
1: place, a uh-huh. symptom or issue okay. that we could work on that they're more comfortable working on. They could have some success with mm-hmm. and feel some movement. Uh-huh. And that will help develop their falling skills. Yeah. And then maybe later we can come back to revisit this mm-hmm. when they're ready. But that if if this isn't there's no mov- movement here, find where there is movement and and engage that. The image of like I think of like an image of a stream or a brook, the water's flowing and when it hits a rock, it doesn't mm-hmm. stop.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: It it flows over it's it, it flows around it. Mm-hmm. If it, it, it continues on its path. So in therapy, when we bump into a rock and it's not ready to move. We make a note of it. We're going to come back to this eventually, but we're going to flow around it for now mm-hmm. and find those openings where the water's flowing more freely that to engage that and, and do some work in that area. Yeah. And then when they're having more success, maybe they'll have some less resistance and we can start to slowly engage mm-hmm. things. Cause I never want to take something that's protective away from somebody. Oh. Okay. I always, okay. I always want to give them something else they could be doing but i'm never going to take the resistance i always want them to have that in the bag of tricks because taking it away is a trauma it's a violation so so you you have to develop the other healthier parts
0: if i am afraid to go and look for a new job Mm -hmm. and i'm really afraid to go and look for a new job (laughs) this means i don't need to take it away right away that that fear
1: well, I, I, just don't think you're going to be successful if you're so afraid to go in a job mm-hmm. and you're showing up in a job interview and you're, you know, as mm-hmm. anxious wreck. Yeah. Who's going to hire you?
0: That's
1: right. So take the time to, you know, what else can we do that make you feel better, that mm-hmm. give you confidence? Is it, is it exercise? Is it learning something else? Do you need to brush up on your job skills? Mm-hmm. Do you need tutoring and interviewing? Oh. What's so, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 We can do some other less scary things.
0: Uh And then we can,
1: then we come back and address what's so scary about getting a job.
0: Okay. Dr. Steve, what is the common mistake that people do about their emotions? And what, what do you think they can do?
1: Um, we talked a little about the earth. I really think it is taking your emotions, your emotions too personally. So I think emotions are a good source of information. They're telling Mm -hmm. us what might be going on with us and they can be like a good Source of energy, like anger, for instance, mm-hmm. is, can be a very like kind of mobilizing thing of like, something's wrong and I gotta do something about it and it gets us fired up to do it. This mistakes or the traps we get in is, is like, once we get the information, the emotion has served its purpose and we, we can let it go. We've learned what we need to learn and then let it go. Or if I'm angry, you know, I got fired up and I know what I need to do, we can let it go. Just keep having it over and over. And this is especially common with, um, you know, if there's a pattern in your life and, and you just know this certain thing has always because, you know, made you angry, made you sad, hurt you, scoured you because whatever happened in childhood or some past event and it keeps playing out. It, it's like you get trapped in it and it it, 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 just, it's almost like you just keep getting re-traumatized. Mm -hmm. and you you you, you're you no longer in charge some other part of you that emotion's in charge and you kind of have to come back into balance and like hey wait a minute you know my emotions aren't me what is you know my mind you're like does this remind me of another situation oh that's why i'm so angry right now because this is a lot like when that happened to me um what does your gut your intuition say like a lot of times i can just cut through all the the chaos and the turmoil and just find like what's really true for you. What do I really want to do? And I will literally have a conversation with my gut. Gut center, Hara. What you know, what is going on here? What's true? And I'll get a very clear answer. 99 to 9%. It's like dead on. And it just saves me weeks and months of, of fretting and worrying and and it just cuts right to the basic issue and what I need to do about it. And it's just, it's so freeing. In other way, you know, for meditation, they look, they call the observing mind or the observing ego. And it's the part of us that has thoughts about our thoughts and feelings. Okay. It kind of has the commentary. Uh-huh. It watches.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It, some people, and and um, if you can kind of connect with that part. You can kind of look at the emotional stuff with a little bit of separation. There's a little bit of non-attachment and see what's going on without being caught up in the kind of the storm um, and that can give you some breathing room to kind of relax make some better decisions not feel things so intensely and then you can kind of make better decisions And just by
0: just listening to your explanation it's kind of relaxing yeah it's already relaxing it's like it's the good news I can do something yeah, about my emotions
1: yeah. the good news is you have some power you have choice you know and a lot of times we are conditioned to think that we need to change things outside of ourselves for things to get better and sometimes we can do that but we always have the option of changing how we see things how we respond to things how activated we get that's not always easy but with practice it gets easier we always, no matter what's going on inside of us, we always, always have some choice. You know, you think of, like, uh, Victor Frankl in the, the Holocaust camps, in the concentration camps, and that the worst circumstances imaginable, and yet somehow he was able to make a choice to find some meaning, some hope, and he got through it. Easily could have just led to complete and utter despair, and yet somehow he had the wherewithal to make the choice to to see the light in the darkness.
0: So, if I remember that I have the choice, it will be helpful for my emotions. Yes. Yes. I believe that. Yeah. yeah. What is the what advice would you give to somebody who is struggling with their emotions and how they can handle I think we are already talking about We are
1: talking about that. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: knowing that it's temporary. Um, Knowing that, especially if you're in therapy and starting therapy, Mm -hmm. it's very common for things to feel worse before they get better. Mm -hmm. Because you kind of open the door to the closet. Now you're looking at all the stuff Uh that you haven't been looking at for a long time. Uh And it's like, whoa, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff in the closet. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Know that that's normal and know that, you know, you don't have to do it all at once. Just you know, start where you think it makes sense to start and just start moving with it. Um, that's one thing. You know, the other thing is it's normal to feel the resistance. Um, and I'm not sure how much we talked about this the resistance. on recording and not, uh-huh. but a resistance is an adaptation we made to deal with a, a problem that we had and in, often in childhood. And it's often a very genius solution Uh And the best solution that we could come up at the time, now later on in life, when circumstances have changed, we're ready for something else. And what worked when we were six isn't Uh working when we are now that we're 26, let's say. Uh And so be really grateful that you have that resistance.
0: So my resistance was born for a reason.
1: Yes. Yes, And an important reason, Uh your survival. And so your resistance is what kept you alive long enough Uh that now you're in a place that you can choose to do something else. And, you know, I'm a big, you know, if your therapist is coming down on you, you're being resistant, like you're a bad client, a bad patient, you're being stubborn, um, fire them. <laughs> and find someone who understands, hey, you're doing this for a reason. Let's not try to take that away from you. Let's let's go back and and let's see why it's there. And let, let's see what are the alternatives and let's work on the alternatives. Mm-hmm. Let's not, you know, in Aikido, we never meet force with force. We always blend with the energy that's presented to us and redirect it something mm-hmm. else. So I'm going to just acknowledge, hey, that existence there, it's not moving right now. Let's see what is moving and engage that part.
0: So some of you guys, of course, you know, some of you what is Aikido is a martial art, but what I am when I am listening to Dr. Steve I am also I I also witness and experience the other part of you which is the sensei the doing um, Dr. Steve is a black belt for many years now in Aikido I have seen Dr. Steve move big guys and a lot of force and he seems to be smiling (laughs) yeah how do you do how do you move these heavy people and and then throw them to the floor and you keep smiling
1: when I feel connected to someone and I feel that energy coming at me and I connect it to my own energy and then I move it somewhere else, it's very joyous. Um, I'm not fighting with anybody. It's like a dance.
0: You you, you laugh like you're not fighting.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I laugh when people throw me well yeah. and they don't hurt me. And it's like, I love it when I end up on the ground and I'm not quite sure how I got there. I laugh because it's, it, I just think it's so cool. And I, when I, when I'm able to throw like that, I'm really connected to my own power. I feel really connected with the universe or some people would call higher power or whatever, but I feel like the power is mine, but it's also the universe. It feels like I'm acting in accord with the universe. I'm not fighting with the universe. So there's tremendous power that i can draw on and i'm never moving against someone so it's never work it's not about musculature it's Mm -hmm. about connection and timing and just understanding Mm -hmm. how things move and how the universe moves
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and to me it's it's beautiful
0: Because I see sometimes in my clients, um, I work with a lot of uh, victims of domestic violence, Mm -hmm. for example, uh, mostly women, sometimes they are paralyzed, they are terrified of the person, of the aggressor, and the aggressor is just looking at them or saying couple sentences. And they literally feel like they are going to be killed because it's true because they were in that sense before, yeah. Yeah. But and that's the extreme. But I also work with uh, people who is okay, is happy, is has a good life, etc. And is terrified to talk to that person that they like and say I am in love with you or I like you, and it it seems like a big big obstacle.
1: It is, and it's. one of the things I really appreciate about Aikido, it's not about winning and losing; mm-hmm. it's about ending conflict. Mm-hmm. And wh- I think one of the reasons I chose it is that it allows me to be very powerful, but without hurting anybody. I think for the in the first case where the the, the person is terrified. Maybe you know, getting your power and identifying your power is just saying, "I need to get out of here." Mm-hmm. You know, I need it, and I need to call mm-hmm. next door solutions or whatever the local yeah. shelter is, and I need help. And you know, I just need to get away from this guy mm-hmm. Um for my sake. If there's children involved, for my children's sake, to just stop this cycle of violence. And sometimes the only way to stop the, the violence is to leave.
0: So this is a very wise movement too.
1: Yeah, it's using your power. Cause you won't, you won't win moving against. Mm-hmm. So the only option is, is the, to win by get yourself out of that situation. That makes sense. And, and for the, the people who are like really afraid to be getting into relationships, you know, spend some time understanding why relationships are risky. They require you to be very vulnerable. If you don't know how to, like we were talking, you know how to metaphorically mm-hmm. fall down and get up. Relationships are gonna be stressful for you. That's right. <laughs> and so you, you have to have enough of your sense of yourself and your own power to, to, uh, not only not take your own emotions personally, but don't take your partner's emotions personally yeah. either.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and just to, just be able to connect with them even mm-hmm. when they're angry with you or they're hurt or they're, you know, and just like, just to, to be with them. I mean, my experience has been is that with clients or partners if i can just connect with them and sit with them Mm -hmm. and be present Mm -hmm. that takes a lot of the the fire out of the Mm -hmm. thing because they 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 feel you're there right Mm -hmm. you're you're paying attention to them and then you can have those discussions and whatever what's going on what do we want to do about Mm -hmm. this but it doesn't become like, oh, I run I wanna run I want run away from this, <laughs> uh, which usually makes the other person chase you. <laughs> um, or you know, I don't want to go into attack mode. I, mm-hmm. I just like, okay, something's happening. Mm-hmm. You know we're having some relationship weather.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let, let's see Please look at it. Let's just be with it and see what's going uh-huh.
0: on. Do you have something else that you want to say before we I put you on the spot?
1: I think that that covers it. You know, that no matter where you are, if you're noticing, like, hey, I think I maybe need to know therapy. Give yourself a lot of credit for making that realization. And give yourself some credit for, like, asking for help. No one makes it through this life alone. We all get help somewhere or not. It's not a failure. It's actually a really good thing you can be doing yourself. So like and love yourself enough to, like, ask for help when you need it. And like yourself enough to find the right person to give it to you.
0: I think California, we are very fortunate um, in this part of the country that it, therapy is almost like almost everybody. Yeah, It's, yeah. It, it's very popular. Yeah, And therapy is um, one of the tools that people really use to get better. And I have been a uh, therapist um, in Mexico where the client is really afraid, completely afraid. go to therapy because they think they are not crazy like only only for crazy people or or they want they don't want to be seen that way by others yes and probably um this interview will be listened all over the world Mm -hmm. with people who will never ever consider therapy so in your experience what what is it that people in california is more easy to get those services i think
1: um let me get my history right. I think, you know, I, I very much realize, you know, there was the indigenous population here
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: certainly this used to be part of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it became the United States, you know, I, my, my former therapist sort of joked that, um, California is all the black sheep from the East coast of the United <laughs> States come to flee their families. Mm-hmm. And there's just some, there's something about, because it was this, like, new beginning, it was easier for things to be shaped maybe in a healthier way. I personally grew up from the descendants of Puritans. Very rigid, very judgmental, very, like, set of values and that didn't fit. So I found, I I moved to where I fit. And I, I just think there's a lot of the culture encourages New ideas, new mm-hmm. people, you know, it's a very much more multicultural society. That's right. And and so there's maybe some more freedom to be yourself, maybe some more freedom to, um, experiment uh-huh. and, um, try out different ways of being. You know, it also seems to have, you know, attracted a lot of different spiritual traditions and different mm-hmm personal development traditions, you know, some have been really helpful and healthy, some of them really have not, you know, and that's a danger I guess anywhere. Um so I you know, for people who are listening to this who don't have that opportunity or there's such a stigma, maybe you can find other people that are sort of like-minded or have okay. similar experiences. Okay. A friend, something. Maybe there's a particularly gifted priest or spiritual figure mm-hmm that can hold sort of this in a non-judgmental way, um, use your instincts. You know, usually how you feel with somebody and if, if what they're saying, what they're doing are in alignment. Of course. You know, just don't blindly trust people. My guess is if you're going through something, you're not the only person in your community that's going through it.
0: And somebody already helped somebody in that. Yeah. And
1: and and even if you're not, if you, you can't or won't go to therapy, at least connecting with someone with similar circumstances can have some healing quality because now you, okay, I'm not so alone. This isn't just happening to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, this happens to other people. You know, it's, it's not like I'm this somehow, especially damaged, defected person. It's just Mm -hmm. like, oh, these things happen and I think that's a start
0: wow that was very good I'm glad I asked
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked too
0: <laughs> so I will put you on the spot okay uh, this means I will do a round of uh, questions and you will answer with whatever comes to your mind or something whatever yeah what is a daily habit that you believe contributes to uh, our emotional success
1: physical activity okay and I think also like uh, gratitude or loving kindness sort of meditation. I think looking at the positive and looking at what gifts we have and whatever reminds us that there's more going on than just what's uncomfortable or difficult.
0: So physical activity and kindness?
1: Uh In Buddhism, it's meta meditation, the loving kindness meditation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to gratitude. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, I have some difficult things, but here's what I'm grateful for. If only for today, or if only for now. And that can help pull us back into that bigger perspective and out of our, like, the little world of our emotions.
0: Okay. What is one online resource that is being valuable to you or your clients in difficult moments?
1: I'm not much of a tech person. Okay. So I I really try to focus on things that I can use in any situation. Uh huh. And so for me, maybe I need to just take some deep breaths, Mm -hmm. some rhythmic breathing, or I need to meditate. Or sometimes I put on my, my hand on my belly or my power center and remind myself, oh, I, you know, I'm not helpless. I do have power I do of choice. Mm-hmm. Little reframes like that. But coming back into the body, doing something that calms me down, that alters my brain chemistry from like sadness or panic mode into happy calm uh-huh. mode. In terms of media, I am such a huge fan of comedy. Show okay. me something or listen, make me listen to something that's going to make me laugh. Okay. Cause that will shift <laughs> everything in a uh-huh. moment. I just make me laugh. I'm a happy person. Uh
0: huh. So go online and find some comedy or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite related book?
1: It's not a psychology book. Mm-hmm. It's a book called the Tao of Pooh okay. and not poo <laughs> like excrement, but POH uh-huh. from the, um, the children's stories by A.A. A. Milne. This author, Benjamin Hoff, uses those stories to teach Taoist philosophy, which is very much about balance. Mm-hmm. And Aikido is a lot about balance. I, mm-hmm. I see a lot of Taoism in Aikido. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I read the book and I, I'm just charmed and I'm calm and I'm optimistic and I can laugh at myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm doing that. <laughs> I just calm down, Steve. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. And,
1: and just to kind of bring you back to what's important, and that, that way of working with the universe that feels more effortless rather than this like, I'm fighting against everything and everything's a struggle and it's like, oh, I can just relax and and um, things can flow more easily in my life.
0: What would be um, one tip you would give to somebody who is thinking about starting their healing journey?
1: I mentioned before in and, and, um, Pendra Chodon, the Buddhist nun from Nova Scotia, Has this great book called Start Where You Are. And a lot of times we feel like, uh, I can't do therapy until I got this fixed because I don't want the therapist to, you know, and it's sort of like the people who hire people to clean their house, but they clean the house before the house cleaners get there because they don't want to see how the house cleaners see how messy (laughs) their house is. It's like, why are you hiring these people? You know, Mm -hmm. just go, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's not about you don't have to be where you want to be to start you just have to start and there it's impossible to start any other place except where you're at.
0: I recently actually hired somebody for to clean mm-hmm. somebody else's house and this this uh, family was overwhelmed and they don't know what to start and I say, just give me the key and we give it the key to the cleaner and the cleaner will they will know where to start right. So it's so easy sometimes, yeah? For somebody who is dedicated to that and professional of that, they will know how to start.
1: Yes, and your therapist will know how mm-hmm. to start too. Yes. And they will know how to start because they're going to listen to you.
0: And, if they and then help. they
1: will tailor what mm-hmm. the two of you are doing mm-hmm. to where you're at and what your needs are and what your goals are.
0: Dr. Steve, imagine you, ha- you were only with $200 and your laptop. What is the first step you will take toward a healing journey?
1: I would use the laptop to do some research. Mm-hmm. Look at some different healing modalities and look at some different people who do those healing modalities. See what you're drawn to. See what like sparks your interest or inspires me. Like, oh, that's cool. And then call those people. You know, mm-hmm. most people, most therapists I know, psychologists, MFTs, whatever they are, they'd be happy to talk to you for five or 10 minutes. Mm-hmm answer some questions, you know, use that time to ask what you need. And, uh, you know, while you're on the phone, get the sense, you know, listen to what they're saying, but also, you know, how do I feel talking to this person? Does this feel awkward? Does this feel, is this person good at putting me at ease? Do I have a good feeling? Mm-hmm. You know, then whoever seems most right to you, call, make an appointment, use the $200 to pay for that, that appointment and see how it goes from there. And always know that if it's not a good fit, you can find somebody else. I know personally, and I think most therapists do that. If I find someone who's not a good fit, you know, maybe I know someone else who might be, and I'll give them Mm -hmm. the names or Mm -hmm. I'll go on to the the county listserv for the psychological station. I'll Mm -hmm. ask, I have this, you know, I'll ask their permission, the client's Mm -hmm. permission, can I do this? And I anonymously ask such and such Mm -hmm. person, they're looking for this. Does anyone do that work? Mm -hmm. And maybe there's a specific location like for, and then I'll just email those to the, p- the responses to the client. And then now they have more information that hopefully I've narrowed the field for them and they can, you know, they can find someone that they're really going to do good work with.
0: Dr. Steve, will you share a little bit about your private practice?
1: My private practice is in Mountain View, California. Mm-hmm. I see adults, uh, usually just individuals. I do Jungian and psychodynamic work. So mostly I'm focused on growth. So what happened in the past that might be interfering with what you want now? And also, what are you aiming for in your life? What are you growing towards? What do you want? So it's not just whatever difficult things happened in the past, but also just what do you aspire to? What are you growing towards? And I especially like the concept of, of you know, moving towards wholeness that I really want to, you know, try to develop all the aspects of myself uh, to be kind of a, a more whole, complete person. And then when I am that, I have a lot more resources to draw on. I don't get as upset as easily. I have a lot more personal strength. Life has a lot more meaning. It, it, I, I just like this kind of growth model.
0: And um, do you only do on in-person therapy? I do,
1: and know. and I really believe that mm-hmm. healing happens in the context of relationship, okay. and that um, I mean, we have the having this mm-hmm. uh, for me, which is is this very enjoyable, mm-hmm. pleasant yeah. interaction, and and I specifically requested to do this in person, because yeah. I knew if we do it online, even though we could see each other, there still would be this distance, okay, that would, and it would be a different experience. Mm-hmm. And I really like being in the same room with the person I'm working with because I think it is, it's more authentic. It's more healing. You know, we are very social animals. You know, I mean, imagine, and a lot of what I do is sort of reparenting. Imagine if your parent, your whole life was, you know, 3,000 miles away on a computer screen and that was the interaction you have. How sad, you know? So I want to be there. In the fullest possible sense, and for me, the only way to do that is yes. to be in person. Maybe in
0: person. So, if you are listening to us and you live far away, um, make yourself here, please, <laughs> <laughs> with Doctor <Steve. laughs> because um, it will be very worth it. And if you don't mind, we will put the um, uh, the link to your website.
1: I would love that. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I really appreciate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Carmen. It's yeah. been a pleasure.
0: Thank you. Bye for now.
1: Bye for now. Uh-huh.
0: Before we finish this podcast today, I want to ask you if you can help me by going into iTunes and put your opinion, rate this podcast, uh, subscribe to it, especially in these first eight weeks, because it's really important Um, to get the feedback and to see how we are doing what you like the best and what you would like for us to incorporate you can also send me an email um, and and go to the um, website and contact me and send me an email with any questions suggestions everything that comes to your mind that's okay and please 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 subscribe share share it with your friends share it with the people you love because we want more people happy. We definitely want more people happy. And by doing st- steps like this, we can cooperate for our own happiness and other people's happiness. So have a nice week and talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode. Join us for the next podcast of Emotions in Harmony. We hope you have more tools to put what you have learned here into practice. Visit CarmenRoman.net, where you can be in touch with Dr. Roman.